All right, everyone, we're going to get going starting because we're going um, to remain to time. Um, so we'll get started. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with just some uh, a song to wake up. Ready? I think, I think you guys are. I think the other people who drove 50 cars out there aren't. So let's just stand up and we'll go ahead and sing the song Glorious Day. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I made I was breathing the night All my failures I tried to hide It was my dream yeah. Till I made You called my name And I
right, there you go. You may be seated. Except for you, Debbie. You get to come on up. Debbie's going to share with us today, um, rather than you get to hear from me again. We're going to let Debbie share with us today what God's laid on her heart, and then we'll continue. Sound like a plan? And after she's done, then I'll pick back up. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm not even sure my voice works. <clears throat> not used to talking this early all right so I went through the prayer guide and really thought and prayed about what to share with you and I didn't pick a specific prayer out of here but I want to share some thoughts with you um, about turning our problems into prayers so without a doubt we all deal with pressures and pain and problems right I mean you know, think about your day and all the pressures and problems that you encounter. And then worry seems to come along with those pressures and problems and big pressures and little pressures and it all ends up, we, we start worrying. But prayer can always be a solution to a difficult problem. We sometimes think that prayer doesn't have a role and we don't have to work if we pray but we really need to work and pray it's it's a joint thing but the more and better we pray the less we're going to worry so I went digging and discovered did you know that the gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John have 15 accounts of Jesus praying 11 of those prayers are in the book of Luke and that sort of makes sense because Luke was a doctor, and so he focused really on the humanness, the human aspects of Jesus. And Luke wanted us to see that even though Jesus was fully human, you know, he was God, but he was also fully human, he lived a life of prayer. And so if Jesus can model a life of prayer for us, then if certainly we need to be praying. So I want to just take a few minutes and look at how Jesus dealt with daily pressures in his um, daily prayer time. So Mark 1.35, and I think Melinda has that. And it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark. Well, hello, here we are, right? Jesus got up, he left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And so there's some key words there, very early. So number one, he didn't wait until the pressures of the day started piling on because we all know what happens when we wait until the pressures of the day or we're in the midst of them. It just doesn't happen, right? And it was still dark. He got up, he went to a solitary place. That means he had to get alone. He had to be away from the people. And we know from the scriptures that Jesus encountered people all the time. So he went to a solitary place where he prayed. Now, if we go further, and I didn't include it, if we go to verses 36 through 39, we can see that Jesus did not go home and go to bed after he prayed. And honestly, that's kind of what I'm thinking. When I get done here, I want to go home and take a little nap before I start my work day, right? But he was ready then for a full day of ministry. So he got up early, prayed, and then ministered to the people. 
In other words, Jesus used his work as a la- or prayer as a launch pad for his work. So that's what got him started every morning. So again, if we use Jesus as a model, then we can start our day with prayer as a launch pad into the work for the day. Now, we all know, or we should know, that no human being has ever had to deal with as much pressure as Jesus. The greatest stress and pressure was around his crucifixion. Imagine it loomed before him. He knew what he had to do, and it loomed. Now, all of us have had those situations where we're dreading something, right? And we feel it, like it's building on us. We feel it in the back of our minds. We know it's coming, and we're dreading it, right? For a year, he had repeatedly told his followers that he, his crucifixion was coming. He knew it would be bad. He knew he'd be arrested, tried, beaten, and killed. He knew that. He knew he was about to experience some of the worst torture that was available in the first century. I started to say 21st century. On top of that, he knew that there would be a lot of emotional anguish because he knew he was going to be betrayed by a disciple. He knew that his friends were going to abandon him, and he knew he would be rejected by the people that had just a few days earlier said, we love you, you know, you're the greatest. But even worse than all this, and and as I think about it, I'm thinking, yeah, that would be pretty bad, knowing, because there's been some things in my life that I've really dreaded, right? But I can't even imagine knowing that all that was coming. But for the first time ever, he would experience sin, And he would experience the pain of sin. And he would experience all the sins piled on him. And he experienced the judgment of God as the sin was being punished. So imagine those emotions were overwhelming. And what did he do in the midst of those? He went to pray. So he went to the Mount of Olives to a place called Gethsemane. Gethsemane. And anybody know what Gethsemane means? It means oil press. And so think about this. Back then, the oil press were big pieces of wood, and they were used to crush the oil from the olives. So in the same way, isn't it interesting, he went there to pray while he was dealing with the crushing feelings of his looming crucifixion. So again, how did he deal with it? He prayed. So in Luke 22, verses 39 through 43, it says, Jesus went as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw away, went beyond them, knelt down and prayed. And he said, Father, If you're willing, take this cup from me, but not my will, not yet, not my will, but yours be done. So if we look at that, if we go back to the beginning of that, it says he went out as usual. 
That means it's a habit. That means he's praying on a regular basis. And so again, it's a model for us. We can't wait until we're in the midst of a crisis, until the, we're in the midst of that dreaded situation that's happening. We have to pray on a daily basis. We have to pray habit, habitually without making a habit, right? Because we get comfortable in our habits. And he said, pray to them that you will not fall into temptation. So he, again, set the model for us. Now, it's very difficult for us to imagine the pressures that Jesus felt much more than anything we have ever felt or could ever feel. But how did he handle it? He knelt and he prayed. And so we could say, well, that's Jesus, right? Because... We could all strive for that, but that's Jesus. He was both God and human. So we could say, well, I can't do it. But I want to tell you real quick about a man um, named George Muller. Anybody ever heard of him? So he was um, the director of orphanages in Bristol, England in the 1800s. And as the director, he was obviously responsible for feeding and caring for the orphans that lived there. And during that time, there were a lot of orphans. But he had a huge problem one day. There was no food in either house to feed the children and no prospects for food. So what did he do? He turned his problems into prayers. He called all of his workers together for a day of prayer. And during the morning prayer meeting, two-thirds of the money that they needed to feed those children arrived. It was delivered to the door by three separate people. And when they later met in the day for prayer again, there was a knock at the door. And there was a messenger there with the rest of the money that they needed and then some. Okay, so God doesn't just supply our needs. He gives us a little extra George Muller made it a habit to turn his problems into prayers. The larger the problem was, the more frequent his prayers. And so each time he faced a problem, he prayed for help. God saw the answer, or God saw God answer the prayer, and then his faith grew. So eventually he was feeding several thousand orphans a day by um, prayer and faith. He often would say, the bigger the problem, the more we need to pray. Now, how often do we, when we have big problems, we think we need to be working on those problems and we forget to pray, right? But George Muller understood that the more problems he faced, the more he needed to bring them to God. And so there are numerous examples throughout the Bible and history where people brought their problems to God. They turn their problems into prayers. And today, all of these people on these prayer cards have done the same thing. And we need to turn our problems into prayers. So I'll turn it back over to Jack.
All right, I think anyone, everyone knows here what to do. You have the cards up here. You have uh, hot off the presses uh, prayer guides um, that are here for you. Um, also the cards as well that you can, um, your cards of blessing for people blessing. Go ahead, take them and take this time. Waking up to a new sunrise Looking back from the other side I can see now with open eyes Darkest water and deepest pain I wouldn't trade it for anything Cause my brokenness brought me to you And these wounds are a story you'll use So I'm thankful for the scars Cause without them I wouldn't know your heart And I know they'll always tell
that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy that bore with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving.
to our last song so if you have cards you can bring them up back up front
Lord God, as we uh, leave this place today, we just pray that we will, for every one of these um, 
prayer requests that are up here that we just ask that each and every prayer request that has been presented to you, some of those for um, most of these 14 days um, and others just brand new um, to us today maybe, um, God, that we just pray that every single prayer request will be answered in the name of Jesus Christ, that, God, you are the way maker for every prayer that is here, that people who are, who are dealing with a number of different things, that, God, we know that you are the answer to that. You are the promise keeper, and God, so we, we, we know that everything that you have given to us, you make a way where there's no way. You, make, uh, you lift up your promises. You continue to empower us, to strengthen us. And so, God, as we head out into this world that we know isn't so loving, that isn't so ready for uh, your people and your word, that, God, that you will be the one that goes before us, um, that you send your hedge of protection around us, that you cover our front and our back and our sides, that 10,000 may... Uh, a thousand may fall to the right and ten thousand to the left, but those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will not have anything to uh, affect them. For those in our families, those who are represented in our families today, God, we ask for you to bring healing, restoration, protection, guidance, all those things that God only you can bring. We pray that you will give that. We um, also come against any attack that the enemy has for us, as Debbie shared today. That God, we we are um, we are going not going to go crawl back into a bed right now, which many of us would want to, but we're going to go ahead and start our ministry today, and we're going to continue to go and, and take whatever is out there, uh, God, that we're going to take head on. We just pray that, uh, that God, no matter what faces us this day, whether in our places of business, whether in our homes, whether in our extended families, whether in our church, whether um, no matter where it may be, if we are facing uncertainty, if we have um, a new challenge that's ahead of us, that God, you are going to make a way in the wilderness and you're going to make the rough places straight. And God, um, we're just going to thank you just for who you are, that because you are the way maker, miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in our darkness. That is who you are. And so God, we go forth today claiming all these things. And again, healing, restoration, um, strength in all areas because you are our God and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody says amen. Have a great day today and uh, he's got you.